the same time that God has shaken the scales from a lot of people's eyes and forced party members to dribble up pieces of the truth and thank the Lord for doing that. There is a massive story that I haven't seen any of the Mockingbirds report. It is the biggest COVID story there is, but it's, it's so not just COVID. There's been a 40% increase in something happening to people working age, 18 to 64 years old, and that something is permanent. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And it is times such as these that require us to either proactively decide to stand with the Lord, to stand in the light, to walk in the light, for the Lord is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all, or to stand in and with the darkness. And deciding to not decide... You're choosing darkness. The There is, in my studio, there's a blackboard that I bought, well, my wife bought for me six months ago. It's huge. It wasn't supposed to be this huge. It's just sort of a funny Spinal Tap story in reverse. Remember Spinal Tap, the movie, and, and he thought there were going to be 10 foot, um, a 10 foot copy of, of Stonehenge. It was going to come down. It came down 10 inches. <laughs> This is in reverse. It's This is like a 10-foot blackboard that we thought was going to be smaller. Um, but I, I intend to use it for the video features we need to do. And I say need to do, I have to confess something to you. I, uh, I don't want to do these. I will. Um, I'm excited for the response because people are really excited. I don't like, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't want my face in it. It's not that I don't, you know, I, I'm not sitting there focused on how I look. I just, I find it indulgent. And to me, my goal is to spread the word of God. And in that regard, I'm a spoon. I'm a, or as it would say in the Bible, I'm a clay pot. I'm the most common and least valuable instrument to, to spread God's word. And, and I know, I know that sounds like false humility. And I'm telling you, I mean it. God has stomped me and I'm thankful for it. He put my face in the mud crying. And I am so thankful for crying in the mud. Those who lose their life will find it. This blackboard is a description of the party members and my theory of same actors, different stage. And the reason that I preface this segment uh, with this is because we're going to start with a massive story that is the result of the party. It is the result of big pharma hurrying to force you to get injected with absolute garbage, absolute, absolute filth. It's a media that has done everything in the world to cover up the deaths and injuries from these injections up to and including putting out literal fake news. Kids can have heart attacks as well. Here's how to know the signs. This segment brought to you by Pfizer. Remember, children can also have strokes. Here's how to be on the lookout in case your young one ends up with the stroke. Brought to you by our friends Pfizer. They just ran a new news article. I just saw this, that, that um, they're, blaming, <laughs> they're blaming medications for arthritis for new immune deficiency problems where the body attacks itself. Let's see. Can you think of any medications that are used to fight inflammation from Arthritis, it starts with a hydroxy and ends with a chloroquine. Yeah, that's it. That's what's causing the body to attack itself. That's it. So you have the media playing that game. You've got tech. As we speak, the top story that the, the, the Jack Dorsey's hate machine has caused to be at the top of their page, an interview with CDC director Dr. Sh- 
Sholunsky has been taken and edited out of context, uh, fact checkers report. This is the one that we played hour one, where she admits that there is a difference between dying with COVID versus from. She says the data is forthcoming, but she pretends this, this only happens with Omicron. So you have tech covering that up. And then, of course, you have academia. You have academia where you have journals, medical journals who have banned Dr. Robert McCall or Dr. Uh, um, uh, um, the inventor of the mRNA injection from, from viewing their websites, from viewing it. Dr. Robert Malone. They have, they have blocked his IP address. They're thinking of stripping his degree. And stripping the degrees of, of Dr. McCullough and Dr. Cole and, and, and gosh knows who else. Then, of course, you have the deep state as part of this. <laughs> don't tell me they don't know what's up. So I'm going to put a picture of this up on Twitter so that you can see it. And I guess uh, we'll put a link to that in, in the show, show notes so you can see. Same actors, different stage. You have the COVID stage, you have the gender jacking stage, you have the CRT stage. You have CRT and sex ed stage. And it's the same actors all across the board. Yeah, deep state's involved in CRT and sex ed. Remember, the deep state is teaching CRT. They want it uh, pushed into the uh, armed forces. They're teaching. They're, They're involved in gender jacking. They want to pay for people to get their genitalia mutilated. They want you to force to force to pay for it. They want female soldiers forced to accept Marines, male, you know, male soldiers showering next to them. They're part of that. It's across the board. Which means the next thing they do is also going to be across the board. There is a CEO who's decided to tell the truth. One America is a national life insurance company. And they have reported that working age people are dying at a 40% higher rate than the so-called, when the pre-so-called pandemic. The same thing has happened in a number of mass injection countries. Alex Berenson has done story after story about this, it happened in Sweden when they got conned into or purchased into, blackmailed into, rolling their chief epidemiologist out of the way and injecting people, which Sweden then said, hey, let's not inject young people because this stuff is deadly. It has happened in the UK. It is happening here. 40% higher deaths in people 1864 prior to the so-called pandemic. It's only a pandemic because the World Health Organization changed the definitions so it can qualify. In Indiana, hospitalizations are also higher than before the COVID shots were rolled out. The Insurance Regulatory and Development Authority of Indiana reports a 41% rise in death claims in 2021. That's the regulatory body. Dr. Joseph Mercola is reporting this. He's not the only one who's reporting it, but no one in the Mockingbird media class will touch it. I will attempt to put a link into it. And I'll figure out a way. Maybe we can, I, I can't put it on script. They will not allow it. They will not allow it on Twitter. Perhaps they'll allow it on the broadcasting platforms, but that might mean that we're shut down. Just so you know. So please be on our email list. Please go to thetoddhermanshow.com and please get on our email list. I'm reading from Dr. McCullough's report, quoting Scott Davidson, CEO of One America. We're seeing right now the highest death rates we've seen in the history of this business. Death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. And what we just saw in the third quarter, we're seeing it continue into the fourth quarter, is that death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. Just to give you an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year catastrophe would be a 10% increase over pre-pandemic. So 40% is just unheard of, except it's unheard of. 
Well, last night was quite a scene at the Alabama-Georgia game. This discussion ensued between two masked fans. Because they were masked, they couldn't tell which team they were voting for. Watch here as our reporter, Remicio Ramirez, was on scene for this entertaining scene that occurred at the College National Championship game. Remicio, what happened? According to the CEO... A majority of the death claims filed were not classified classified as COVID deaths. So, as reported at the Center Square, the CDC weekly death counts, which reflect the information on death certificates and so have a leg of up to eight weeks or longer, show that for the week ending November 6th, there were far fewer deaths from COVID-19 in Indiana compared to a year ago, 195 versus 336, but more deaths from other causes. 1,350 versus 1,319. Guess what else has risen? Disability claims. Huh. That's so weird. How is it that an mRNA injection that is giving people massive neurological problems? I just read this story last night of a nurse. And and this is um, real, not, not rare. I just read this real not rare piece. And this is about a a nurse. And she took the Pfizer injection and she got, she got sick on her first round of the injection. Her name is Wendy Buffano. I'll put a link to this here in the, um, in the podcast notes. Wendy Buffano Registered nurse decided that she would take the injections and she got really dizzy after the first injection. Didn't feel well, but she was a healthcare worker. And I mean, you know, people said, well, uh, Big Bird, uh, you're exactly right when you talk about the uh, the metabolic composition um, of the human body and how these drugs metabolize. And it's always impressive to get your opinion, uh, Big Bird, on, on the computer modeling of these molecules versus uh, how they're applied in the real world. And, and I was particularly impressed, uh, Big Bird, with your understanding of the lipid nanoparticles and their first time use. I, I it's, it's fascinating that a large, um, a large protection Bird understands that the lipid nanoparticles allow um, these spike proteins to be introduced to the brain. Uh, so, uh, Big Bird, I've always felt that you're a you're a leader in public health. Big Bird, much much more so than than, than Bert or Ernie, and who've always made me uncomfortable in a way. But um, you know, I just I would just remind you that it's okay that that that, that, that goes into your brain because your brain is very soft and it could use some spiking up. So after her second dose, she woke up with a horrible headache, tried to go to work, had to have her husband come and take her home. Then the headache became dizziness. Then the dizziness became an inability to walk. Then the dizziness and inability to walk became an inability to get out of bed on her own. They were taken. She did a CT scan, blood work. Now she has to get this done every eight weeks. And the doctors have told her, oh, well, these are just migraines. You're just, you're just having really bad migraines that you've never had before. And, and the fact that it came after you got the injections, that can't possibly be related to the injections because, uh, well, I would say this, that if they are, well, then probably you, you, you probably did something to deserve it. Uh, you know, I didn't want to make you, I didn't want to make you get injected, but you can't go out dressed like that. So um, what's your life now like after getting the injection? Sort of sad, really. I can't work. I can't drive. And I'm able to walk outside my home without having someone to guide me. My balance is completely off. And I often have the sensation I'm going to fall. My vision is blurry and distorted, making everything appear like it's moving or wavy. I was hospitalized for my son's first college swim meet. I mention this because it's a very big deal to me. I've worked my entire career around my children's lives and never miss anything. And this is her life now. Well, it's uh, it's a migraine, and uh, I think if you would drink more water, um, particularly something with some enzymes, uh, uh, pardon me, some electrolytes in it, uh, that should clear right up for you. So back to this disclosure from One America, this um, this this insurance 
company, huge one in Indiana. And then also their state regulatory commission. Well, look here, what do we got? At the same time, One America's also noticed an uptick in disability claims. <clears throat> Initially, there was a rise in short-term disability claims, but now most claims are for long-term disabilities. Huh, that's so strange. The company expects the rise in claims will cost them well over $100 million, an unexpected expense that will be passed on to employees buying group life insurance. Ha, so if you didn't get the injection, you don't have the destruction of your medical welfare, but you do have the destruction of your bank accounts. So what could, man, what could be doing this? I mean, what could have caused this? The only mass change that has gone on in this country are the mass injections. That's it. Unless everybody started doing the, you know, condom snorting or eating Tide Pods or the cinnamon challenge. My, my father was an 82-year-old man who decided to do the cinnamon challenge after he got injected with the COVID injections and it screwed up his brain. He started. Yeah, funny. Ha! Does this prove it's the injections? No, not yet. It will. My prediction is three or four years out, the media will be allowed in the wake of a global pandemic that took the lives of hundreds of thousands of Americans, a desperate effort to save lives cause some unexpected consequences. Today, executives with Pfizer were on the hill in front of the Senate of the United States answering questions. Uh, Senator, we did not know at the time that the vaccines would cause such such great pain and death. And, And how could we? Indeed, how could you? Well, in fact, anybody who is paying even slight attention to this Even someone with a, uh, what was it, uh, half a year of community college. And then a whole bunch of time in tech and and starting and selling companies. And well, for that matter, my buddy, the cop up the street. You know what else? You know what else? True story. The young woman at my, my, uh, my coffee shack. What'd she tell me the other day? She's going to be 23. She knew. She, she went to college to be a physician's assistant for sports medicine. She, and she said, how did they not know this? Now, I don't know her that well, so maybe she's a genius. She's, she's a bright girl, no doubt. Oh, wait, you know who else knew this? My CrossFit coach. And, and she doesn't have a medical degree or even a, two, even a, a two-year medical degree. She's a CrossFit coach. But I mean, that's it. Oh, wait, you know who else knew this? My other buddy, the cop, Kevin, he knew. Well, you know who else knew this? My wife, she's a teacher. She knew this was going to happen. How could you possibly know this? That's, what are you, witches? All of you in some kind of coven together? Nope. We're not in a coven together. We understand common sense. And the common sense in this situation could not be more clear. The common sense would indicate this is going to happen. We are planning another event. This one is going to be a far bigger virtual event. It's going to be a gathering between you and I. And what we're seeking, 
And what we're going to do is establish around the country people who are going to be team captains for the show. And by that, I mean an effort to take the word of God to people with politics at the edges. And what we're going to be doing is finding people in each state with whom we work very closely. And that can involve getting us into churches so long as we promote nothing about the podcast in that church, not, not in the sanctuary, not during the sermon outside people want business cards. They want the web address. Fantastic. It will never appear during a, uh, I, I'm not qualified to give sermons. I'm not a pastor, but during a witness or a testimony I share in a church, it will never ever appear on anything inside the, during that portion ever. But if you are a person who wants to work closely with us to help us with what we're doing, to take this and make it as big as we possibly can together, we want to work with you. So you can go to the ToddHermanShow.com and pop us a note. Let us know that you want to work with us on that basis. We're going to have 50 people to begin with across the country. So if you are the person to do that for your state, let us know. And we're going to have an organizing meeting and talk about how we're going to make this happen And then what we'll be doing together. This is a volunteer position for now. uh, And it may not be. It may may turn into a paid position as we roll forward. But right now, uh, people are asking, hey, we want to send you money. If you're one of the people saying, hey, Todd, can we send you money? That's going to happen. Right? We're going to have a subscription product where you can send us money. And but that's that's got to be a payoff. It's got to be something that you love and that you pay for. This is an opportunity to give a little bit of your time. Uh, to this. And I would hope that we all see this as, as propelling the word of God. I, I honestly, I can't say this clearly enough. I'm a spoon. I'm a clay pot in this effort. That's all. That's it. So this, this, this number that we've seen, this increase in all cause mortality, this, there's no change that's occurred at a global level that is not the injections. So why did I bring up prior to this, the party? I brought the party up because of the same actor's different stage scenario. Now, this is unheard of in America, the United States, even in separate, well, especially in separate countries like Washington, Oregon, California. Something very similar is happening. Okay, in Japan, months ago, they stopped injecting kids with the mRNA trash. In parts of Europe, months ago, they stopped injecting kids with the mRNA trash. We've seen the all-cause mortality go up in other countries. We've seen reporting of that in other countries. In other countries, there are massive protests against the medically useless, deadly, politically targeted lockdowns of certain sectors of the economy, but not other sectors. They continue on a daily basis. Hundreds of thousands of people and the Mockingbird media in this country will not report it. They refuse to report it. That's going on. There's silence. There's people who have been killed by these injections. Silence. There's people who've been injured by these injections. Silence. Propaganda of silence. Because it's more important to get people shot up than it is to get the truth out, even as they dribble little bits out. The reason I just shared that with you, and then I'm transitioning now to the party, is this. It's the same players, it's the same scheme, and it is specifically targeting children, as we have been talking about on this program now, this week with a special focus. My former colleague and friend, Jason Rance at KTTH in Seattle, he is at Jason Rance on Twitter, pointed to a very, very important story out of Washington State. The dictatorship of Washington State has decreed that children aged 13 to 17 can get the mutilation of their genitalia against parental wishes. Let me say that again. A 13-year-old 
can walk into Children's Hospital, which has been chemically mutilating kids for years and not a soul dare mention it. Even friends of mine whom I admire will not say on the radio, Children's Hospital puts wrong sex hormones into little kids, as does Mary Bridge. They'll say things like euphemistically, you know, a big hospital here that used to have a terrific reputation. And I get it. I wonder, I understand why they're doing that. I have great admiration for the fact that they've even mentioned that it's going on. Children's Hospital Seattle is doing it. So is Marybridge. And there's thousands of clinics around this country that are doing it. Now they can chop kids up in Washington State against your wishes. Now, the way Jason wrote this is problematic. He wrote, new Washington now appears to allow minors as young as 13 to undergo gender reassignment surgery without parental consent. Insurers must cover gender affirming care for 13 to 17-year-olds, can't ban surgical care, and can't discuss coverage with parents, uh, parents of patients. And I just lightly reminded Jason that there's no such thing as gender reassignment surgery because it's not possible. It's genital mutilation surgery. I also reminded my friend Jason that gender affirming surgery is oxymoronic. If you have to have yourself caught up, you're not affirming who you are. Just you're not. So this is actually self-hatred induced surgery. This is kids who are at a stage in life where they hate themselves. And who comes along? Well, number one, big pharma. This mutilation of a 13-year-old child against the wishes of the parents is brought to you by Pfizer. Well, what we know is that the first two years of, of shooting a 13-year-old girl up with uh, the testosterone, uh, the, 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 uh, the formulation that we have patented, uh, will lead to feelings of, of uh, euphoria and happiness. Uh, but it becomes ineffective after a few years. And many of these young people will need to take uh, psychotropics, uh, very addictive uh, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines, which is why we're investing uh, $6 billion to buy such things. Uh, and after that, they usually feel okay for a little while. And then after we make enough money, they kill themselves in, in larger numbers. But that does after we make the money. So you have pharma. You have silence. I could name the deans of investigative journalists in Seattle by name who five years ago knew they were doing this to little kids and they refused to report it to this day because they're scared. I could name co-hosts of very popular FM morning shows who know this but will not report it. Now, you have the media. Same actors, different stage. Pharma, media. What's a good way to get banned from Twitter? Point out that there's such a thing as biological sex. Who started the, uh, the pronoun craze? Academia. Where is it that a, an adjunct professor got to publish a book saying minor attracted persons are cool and should be defended, which is another way to say pedophile? Academia. Who's pushing gender rebellion and confusion into the armed forces, the deep state? Wow, those are the same actors who pushed the COVID hoax response. COVID being a real virus, the hoax being the response. Wow, those are all the same actors. That's so interesting. Hey, that's all the same actors in critical race theory. Hey, they're all the same actors in Persian, the perverse pornographic sex ed. Look at that. Hey, you know who's funding a lot of the gender jacking? Well, I, 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 I wouldn't call it gender jacking um, as much as I would just call it uh, cha-ching mama. Wow, that's so weird. They're all the same actors. I wonder how that's happened. I can't imagine how that's happened. It's so odd. Now, if you doubt me, that, and why wouldn't you doubt me? That there is a concerted effort by the party to come after your kids could it be 
more significant than your 13-year-old walks into a hospital, says, hi, I'd like my penis and testicles chopped off. And they say, step right up. Could it be more clear? Shiny Shoes won't talk about this. We're going to be joined by a gentleman who used to be a state senator. In fact, for a while, was well, for a long time, 14 years, was the Democrat. Left the Democrat Party, became a Republican. Is now with the Family Policy Institute of Washington. Mark Melosha joins us on The Totterman Show. Okay, so there it is, guys. We say things that other people will not say. And I don't know how long the podcast will last. I truly don't. So please make sure you're on our email list at thetoddhermanshow.com. And one of the ways to make sure the podcast lasts, by the way, is to tell 10 friends about it via email. You know, Facebook's going to block that. Um, Twitter's going to block that. They're going to make sure few people see it. So just please email 10 friends and say, hey, I love this guy's show if you do love it. And let's, let's start this process of growing this thing tenfold. You know, on the topic of the family and what the party is doing, in my judgment, to attack the family, which lines up really, really well with what the enemy would be wanting, which is to destroy the family. Um, he was a state senator uh, for a good long time. Uh, I think started as a Democrat, became a Republican. Mark Malosh is with me. He is now with the Family Policy Institute of Washington State. Uh, Mark, welcome to the Todd Herman Show. Thank you, Todd. I'm glad to be here. You know, you, um, I see in your background there, you see, uh, I, uh, I see faith, right, in the background. And if you see behind me, you see the cross of Christ Jesus. And mm-hmm. uh, that is a cross my wife made for my studio with a real uh, railroad tie in it. There is the, the nail. So I wanted to start with um, a really, uh, this is a, a significantly tough question. Um, how many people in your estimation uh, in government uh, would you qualify as as maybe using the faith as a marketing tactic versus being truly, as I call it, Mark, I call it people who need Jesus Christ? Well, um, in government, if you say of government employees, I say most of them are unable to uh, live their faith if they even do have an active faith. Because most of government, unfortunately, if you look at the public schools, if you look at state government and local government, they've all been radically secularized. Um, if you look at elected officials, um, a little bit different. A lot of them, some of them do proclaim a faith. And un- unfortunately, if you start looking closely and see if how much is they're using their faith maybe as a political position versus they're really sincere, and and it's one of their leading issues down in in, in politics or, or promoting policy. You find out, I'd say only about you know a third of them are really very sincere about leading with their faith versus being a libertarian or just a, a conservative or an establishment type politician. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, Mark. I spent some time in D.C. and I consider D.C. I, I can't say it's godless because uh, Father God is everywhere. Um, the Holy Spirit is everywhere, uh, and I, I I had this great <laughs> uh, feeling that the Holy Spirit and Christ Jesus are not welcome there. Uh, and I see you nodding your head. Uh, Mark Malosh is with me. I can't see. I can, you know what? It's a podcast. I don't have to say that. But uh, I'm such a live radio guy from way back. So I, I look at this this way, Mark. I'm going to get down to some of the specific instances in Washington State. I view Washington State as uh, patient zero uh, in the destruction of the family, uh, in the attacking of the family unit, uh, and I view it as a separate country. I, I legitimately, I don't say that just because I think it's a funny phrase. I view Washington State as a country unto itself with a dictator uh, named Jay Inslee. Uh, so when I had the opportunity to fill in across the nation for our, um, the Rush Limbaugh, God rest Rush, um, I was invited sometimes to sh- share these stories. So let's start with something that I, maybe we agree on. Do you think that there is uh, an effort to divide families uh, and divide kids from parents? Um, and if so, let's go through some of the things you observe, because I certainly observe that. Oh, very much so. There's a radical movement going on all across the United States, even the planet, and especially strong here in Washington, 
to really destroy the nuclear family. It is Marxist in origin. It, it is pagan, neo-pagan in origin. But they've all come together like the last 15 years. And um, in the, like, as I mentioned earlier, radical secularism. And, and, and they're throwing out all of our, our kind of Western civilization, our Christian, Judeo-Christian heritage. And they've come out in the open in the last five or six years. And it's real clear. They want complete and utter sexual liberation. They want complete and utter control. And, 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 and it, is, it is such a, a, a vice-ridden ideology that, but, that they don't even believe in reality. When, 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 when these individuals can't even tell the difference between a boy and a girl or just basic facts or just common sense what's happening on the ground, uh, then you know that they, they, they've gone into an area which really is truly a, a madness, almost a type of cultural insanity. And, um, and right now we're seeing that, especially, you know, what you saw in the last two years, the reaction to President Trump, um, who, uh, who started challenging a lot of assumptions. And now we're seeing it in the open right now. Big tech has joined forces with the Democratic Party, with these radical AOC types. Uh, and, um, and they're literally working to destroy uh, Western civilization and Christianity. A coming Christian persecution is happening here in America. And, and they have to destroy the family and, uh, to, in order to make it succeed. So that is what you're seeing public policy-wise. The question is, will conservatives, will Republicans, will Christians wake up to this threat and just call out the evil and challenge it? it it's pretty simple what they're trying to do. And, uh, and unfortunately, right now, we don't have many leaders right now in our state and our country who recognize this. Um, you know, you speak of leaders. Uh, I could just stop at we don't have very many leaders um, right now. And I would say this, that you know, folks, it's so easy to put ourselves uh, in the boat without Christ Jesus and the storm is coming um, and we're afraid that he's not there. And if we recall and just remember just basic biblical teaching, uh, Jesus was in the boat. Jesus calmed the storm and he didn't calm it over time. He snapped his fingers and everything became calm. So he can calm the storm within us. I also you know, know of moments in the story of Jonah, the Lord brought the wind. Right? The Lord brought the storm. And I believe the Lord is allowing the storm and bringing it. And I think it has ripped the curtain down, Mark, uh, from the, the temple of government uh, and the temple of bureaucracy. And I think we see naked dictators. And I think we see the, 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 you know, the institutions we've been taught to revere, the FDA, the CDC. I regard them as pharmaceutical companies and I regard them as public pressure companies, anything, anything but uh, public health. I think we can see that. So let's get down to some policy things because Washington state is patient zero. This stuff is going to spread. Um, let's start, first of all, uh, with something that I'm deeply bothered by, and, and my listeners know this. Uh, you saw and I saw the perverse pornographic sex ad that the boss of government schools decided to shove down the throats of parents. Um, and in fact, many teachers, I get emails from teachers all the time saying, Todd, we, I'm not going to teach this garbage. I just refuse you know, and good teachers. And that was shoved down by a guy I personally believe to be a perverted man, because I think only a perverted man would push this stuff. And that's Chris Rakedall. Um, when you look at this as a former you know, state senator, and you were once a Democrat, um, honestly, just as a human being, not Mark Melosha, the policy guy, but as a human being, what was your response when you actually saw the curricula connected to this? Well, um, um, I was aghast about how evil things have become with the, our entire public education system. Let me tell you, uh, uh, Todd, right now, the, the people in control of education are using our education system are using it to indoctrinate children sexually. There's a movement to emancipate children sexually and rip them away from their parents because parents don't know how to parent. The government knows best. So this ideology which frankly has been public if you look around for about 15 years, um, is, is right now um, controlling the public school system here in Washington state. And, and they intend to separate children because this, this ideology is moving down into the child care system uh, uh, with socio-emotive learning and with this radical woke ideology at the same time. And they're going to bring all the other ideologies in at the same time radical environmentalism, 
uh, radical uh, um, uh, socialism and Marxism. And also uh, this ideology that's really neo-pagan in outlook. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're going to use government money to do this. At the same time, they're going to persecute, persecute you if you disagree. So that's what's in reality is happening. And I'm already seeing they got a couple more bills about this. A bill to promote, you know, uh, African-American studies to counter Western civilization. Wait, so um, the, gonna, African-American studies counter um, American studies. So that's a divisive tool. So you got your wedge issue there. Black people cannot support America. And America cannot support black people, at least as a, uh, a Democratic Republic. Okay, got it. What else? Exactly. Um, and and they're, they're gonna, right now they got uh, the, they passed all the socio-emotive learning which is designed literally for uh, to teach the, uh, the counselors and the therapists and the teachers in school to basically be parents of children and handle all their emotional needs, take it away from the parents. Now there, there's going to be budgetary money for this effort. It passed last year policy-wise. Now the money is going to be following the policy this year. And, uh, and of course, they're going to continue with, with, with their efforts to turn into students into social justice warrior activists. That is happening in other states and cities, Chicago, New York State. And now we're starting to see the efforts here. Well, there's efforts to teach children civics, you know, how to be activists. And unfortunately, there's only one side, one viewpoint being taught in all this. And this is radical Marxist neo-pagan ideology. Yeah, uh, and, and I totally agree with you on that front. And I want to get down to some more specifics because there's more bills coming. And it's not just the kids um, they're targeting. It's also the the breadwinners. It's the people who earn livings that the party is targeting. Remember, folks, that you can write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. I, I mentioned teachers. Uh, I get so many notes from so many teachers who are great, great teachers. And they beg me, please don't toss us out. Like, understand that, that we we are not people who want to go do this stuff. So at the ToddHermanShow.com, if you're a teacher, please go to the ToddHermanShow.com. Please communicate with us. I will never share your name. I will never give you up. I will never turn you in. I will never say anything against your permission. But as Mark is talking about, you can go to the ToddHermanShow.com. Tell us what you see in the schools. Um, so Mark Malosha is with us. So I agree fully, wholly on all of these things. Um, I want to get to the role of the Republican Party if there is a Republican Party in Washington state. Indeed, if there is one in the nation or frankly, Mark, if it even matters, because I don't think it does. Um, let me start, though, with some of the other things that are coming from patient zero in Washington state. Um, the response to the covid and you've had that in a recovering had it twice, in fact, in recovering. Uh, thank the Lord for that. The ultimate physician. Uh, but what we've seen, as I see it, the curtains ripped down. Um, Jay Inslee and people like him with the impotence of J.T. Wilcox and John Braun, utter impotence in my judgment uh, in response to this uh, House and Senate Republican uh, apparatchiks. Um, he wants to control every facet of life. Uh, he is happy to crush small businesses. Bob Ferguson, his henchman, is happy to crush it. Do you uh, join me in believing that those two guys know this has nothing to do with health care? Um, I think they're very cautious and they're still playing uh, politics by the rules that were six or eight years ago that worked eight, six or eight years ago. We're in a war right now, Todd, frankly. Um, as I mentioned, there's a persecution happening. They're trying to put out everybody who supports the family, who supports Christianity, who supports just basically the values that our founding fathers formed, you know, when our country was formed uh, 250 years ago. So, so that is what we face. And unfortunately, we need fighters in office. Okay, That's so what it let's, is. Let's, let's rewind a little bit, Mark. I, I will name names. Uh, Jim Walsh gets it. Uh, uh, Jesse Young gets it. Jenny Graham gets it. Uh, JT Wilcox, who's never resisted coming to my show. Um, I, he doesn't get it. I mean, he came on my program when I was doing live radio and he did a very good interview. He understands how we see the stakes. I don't think he sees them or feels the same way. John Braun, in my judgment, is um, a little baby lost in the woods. Um, he came on my program and he said that crime is not a winning issue. Uh, in Washington state, he came out and complained that the reason that they can't get elected is because people like me question election integrity in a state where you can change 
where you vote without changing your address is the late Doug Erickson said and, and detailed God rest Doug. So I just want to go back to this. Um, do the Republican leaders in the Senate, that's Braun in the house, JT Wilcox, um, do they recognize that Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson are crushing people in ways not related to health? Or maybe you don't agree with it. I don't think they recognize the threat yet at all. Um, I think they're still playing by the old rules and the Democrats have them fooled. And the question is, is they have to come out and fight like Representative Walsh or a Representative or Young. Uh, and those folks who are willing to take them on on issue after issue after issue. Uh, it's no more being nice guy in the public politics. We have to lead with our faith and we have to challenge them on what they're trying to do, change our culture and to really remake America in a different image. That's the fight we need to fight on. And yes, the establishment is still like in the U.S. military in World War II. They're still fighting the old war, World War One. We need to have general, new generals right now who get that we're in a, a different fight. And this is a fight to the destruction. They're, they're literally working to remake our entire election system. They're working to remake, remake our entire education system. So it's an indoctrination system. And they're going to put out of business anybody who has a serious Christian faith. That's what they're trying to do right now. So those are the issues we need to be arguing publicly. We need not talk about marginal tax rates or this regulation or that regulation. We need to talk about how they're going after the soul of America, what made America great. Oh, and I agree. And look, there's so much this. You can do the right thing and the great political thing at the same time. And you can serve God Almighty. So let's go down the chain from God Almighty. Um, there is man and there's woman. Sometimes people get a very painful condition where they become confused about who they are um, before the party decided to, um, you know, to, to leverage this on behalf of their partners in big pharma uh, and the media and the left and start to push this into kids' minds and see a 2000% increase in little girls who think they're boys. And big pharma is there slurping away at profits, shooting them up with wrong sex hormones. That existed. The party gets in and they decide to leverage it, right? So all these things have existed. Um, God Almighty, of course, um, is also someone who believes in the family. Uh, he believes in the strong family unit. And by the way, the other thing that they don't get about this is every time they try to persecute Christianity into non-existence, the, the actual body of Christ becomes stronger. All right. So all, exactly. those, all those things are true, Mark Militia. So let me ask you just flat out, is Jay Inslee, um, are Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson evil people? Yes. There's no doubt about it. I've been very clear about that. Um, they've rejected God. They were rejecting the teachings of Jesus Christ, even, even the, the foundational issues that made our country great, of family, of faith, of children, of integrity, of, of just basic reality. They've adopted this radical ideology, this transgender, where they don't know what the difference is between a boy and a girl is. They, they've actually now promoting child abuse, child mutilation, with these hormones and gender, and, and gender surgeries. Um, and now they're punishing, persecuting folks who don't go along with this mental illness, this delusion. These are the issues our, our Republican leaders, our religious leaders need to be talking about. This racism, the new racism. Jay Inslee just threw out the, uh, the executive order from Gary Locke, you know, um, you know, where we have supposed to have a race-neutral government and all our laws and procedures. He threw that out just over the weekend. Um, and the voters have voted consistently that they don't believe in, in having quotas for racism or promoting one race over another. But those are the issues we need to be fighting back on. This whole Black Lives Matter movement, while good intentions, yes, how do we help the black community? It's turned into evil racism. We're promoting and demeaning whites and Asians and, and, and other minorities just for the sake of oppress what they consider oppressed groups. These are the issues. These are the ideologies we need to be fighting and talking about. But unfortunately we have silence from our leadership. So how does the farm, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, how does the family policy Institute of Washington do more than display facts? Uh, and talk about um, policy, right? I do that here. We do that in the podcast. I try to give people suggestions. And one of my suggestions, Mark, is we need to take the word of God into political meetings. We need to take them into campaign reviews. I've suggested at, at candidate forums 
You have Republicans running. You stand up, say, hi, my name's Todd Herman. My question is, um, describe Jesus Christ. And well, you got it exactly. Um, we've adopted we've adopted the Great Commission as our as our strategic goal. We're we're going to make sure the teachings of Jesus Christ gets promoted in the public square and put into law, like our country was founded. And so our goal is to get Christians activated and ministering to elected officials, to opinion makers, join the Republican Party, and start identifying as Christians and and going back to those policy uh, issues on faith and family and marriage, parental rights, religious freedom, and Christian justice that are in the Bible, in Scripture, that all Christians can unite on. That's our goal, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to start a movement here to make sure the Republican Party doesn't become woke like the Democratic Party, and that eventually our nation, our state becomes Christian again. So you're suggesting that Christians join the Republican Party? Yes, exactly. That is our goal right now. To take and it over. minister. Was that? To take it over? Well, right now, right now, it, it's teetering on the edge right now. It's yeah. teetering on the edge. We have some good leaders and we have some bad leaders. But we're, but that's where our start is. And from the Republican Party, make sure the conservative movement, make sure all Christians unite on the principles of Jesus Christ and willing to push for those publicly. All right. So what I'd prefer to see is the Republican Party join Jesus. Uh, And what I'd like to see is the Republican Party join Jesus. What I would like to see is people announce to the Republican Party. I'd like Christians to announce the following to the Republican Party. We don't care about you. We don't care. We care about God. We care about God, the Father, Christ, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We're going to vote accordingly. And I would love to see Christians, first of all, unite upon issues of redemption and and the core issues of Christianity, because because the, the enemies divided us on this, um, that we need to understand what are the keys to getting into heaven? What actually makes you a Christ follower? What are these actual issues? Because while I think woke masks are silly and I know them to be absolutely useless, scare devices, um, I don't think churches should destroy themselves over a piece of cloth hanging from someone's beak. Right. We want to know what are the issues of redemption? What are the issues of following Christ? What I want to see is a united Christian base, massive united Christian base, who is, first of all, worshiping, spending three times as much time on, on the word of God as they do with any political party for any reason or watching news or Fox or this podcast. You should be spending twice as much time at the word of God. With that unification, if we could do that, what I want the Republican Party to do is to come and try to get us to vote for them. And what I want us to be able to do is say, hey, you know what? While you are participating in evil or allowing it, the Republican Party sat flat-footed while men who were rapists of children were put into women's prisons. And only myself and my friend Dory Monson have ever talked about that. Women have been raped by these men in prison. And I see no Republican, shiny shoed professional Republican willing to speak to the nature of this, the pure evil of this. So, Mark, I think I I understand your desire to get Christians joining the Republican Party. I see it in the reverse. I want the Republican Party to come to us. Because what I've learned about the party, the Republican Party, which is an adjunct of the party, um, is that the more loyal you are to them, the less they care about you. So uh, we only disagree on that front. I, I went long in my rebuttal there, my tiny disagreement. Let me wrap, have you wrap this up in, in one minute, how people can get in touch with you. And then let's you and I close for a prayer for our country. Absolutely. Um, everybody go to FPIW.org. Sign up to our news and alerts and you can learn the issues. In fact, I did a very blog on the issue about women getting raped in prison and how we have to stand against that and, um, and focus on and how together we can unite and focus on the true issues that Jesus Christ preached and get them in front of the public and in front of our elected officials. FPIW.org. Please go to that. Uh, okay, so there it is. And Father God, we thank you for this time. Thank you, Father, for uh, lending your he- healing hands to Mark with the second pastor with COVID. Uh, Father God, you are um, the only God. Your son, Christ Jesus, is our Lord. We ask for a full blessing of the Holy Spirit to be amongst us in this nation. Father, if the uh, so-called leaders of this nation, of these states, will not change their minds, will not take the need to you, the only need to which people should ever, the only way people should ever bow is to you, then Lord, we would ask that you would remove them from leadership in any way that you see fit. We know you're capable of doing that. And we would ask that you would forgive us for any way that we have helped them remain in power. We ask this in the blessed name of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. All right, Mark. Amen. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for fighting the good fight and uh, just go with God's good grace. Thank you. You too. God bless you. That's what it sounds like to um, I'm praying for a fellow Christian. Oh, it's good in times like these that we can do that. And hey, just note to um, GOP office holders, this is the new way, guys, for, well, for me, lots of people. Get an opportunity to please uh, swing by Know Your Risk Radio and listen to my friend Zach Abraham's radio show. We're going to have Zach on this week. We're going to talk about the wealth transfer. You have seen and are living through the greatest wealth transfer in history. And, And remember when the left used to care about that? Uh, So this week, we'll talk with Zach about how the COVID, the response, the hoax response to a real virus, that is the Great Reset, which began in March of 2020, and don't ever forget it, um, how that is being used to propel the single greatest wealth transfer in history. And man, can we just all for a second, just step back, stretch your hammies. Now the latissimus dorsi. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Heavy show, I admit it. Which means it'd be a great time to do a music review with a lighter song. Do you remember the era of the supergroup? I am astounded that these guys haven't gotten together to do one more record. I am so old, I'll say record until the day I die. I'm going to be the guy, Rosebud. I'm going to be dying in a hospital bed. And, and I'm, one of my prayers is that my, my youngster, my daughter will be there with me as I'm dying and my wife. And, and I don't want to, you know, I want to, I just want to say goodbye, but I can see myself dying. Honey, <laughs> oh, dad's got the COVID uh, 119 real bad. Uh, I got, uh, sweetie, uh, oh, I just want a kiss from you. But before that, can you bring me a, my record player? I want to play, play some records. Dad, it's it's a it's a computer chip on the tip of your nose. You can just press play. I want my records. Okay, Dad. So I'm gonna be. You can smell albums. You look. Let me just make something clear. If you're listening to Rubber Soul on anything but vinyl, you're doing it wrong. And yet I digress. So the um. The era of the supergroup was over when these guys came together, but they had the best record any of them ever put out, and they did it as a trio. And I'm I'm discovering the music of some of these guys now. I've I've always considered one of them a one hit wonder, and that's Sean Mullins. Everything's gonna be all right. Rockabye, rockabye. He also has a song called um, what's it called? Shimmer and Shine. It's actually a very good song. Um. Pete Droge, I'm saying that the right, right, or Droge. Uh, no, Droge, I'm, I'm beginning to discover his work. Some of it's pretty good. Matthew Sweet, I've seen in concert three times. I used to love Matthew Sweet. Do you know that he's reported that the reason that he has food in his mouth is because his wife's a teacher? Because he just never made any money in publishing. That's so bizarre to me. I used to hear his songs all the time on independent radio, but that's maybe why. I don't hear it anymore. And this, though, this, though, when they got together and they created a band called The Thorns. And in a period of a couple of weeks, they went and wrote all of these songs and recorded all of these songs. And it's crazy because they've reissued this album and they could have just stayed together and rolled. And what you're going to hear are a bunch of guys who grew up on the Beach Boys in Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And they grew up on the stones, but mostly California sound is what I'm hearing from these guys. And Crosby Sills and Nash Center, that's Buffalo Springfield. And you're going to hear that in the songs, in the instrumentation. You'll hear some America. Remember the band America? Been in the desert with a ho- in a, with a ho- on a horse with no name? Um, Sister Golden Heart Surprise. Man, I used to love that song. And those guys, by the way, I think they were military vets. Pretty sure they were. Yeah, um, goes by the name of the Sandman. So you'll hear all these influences, a little bit of the Eagles. You'll hear the stacked acoustic guitars, man. They are just stacked acoustic guitar on top of one another. And apparently there's this picture. They rented this house and I think it was around, uh, it looks like it's up in the hills um, by like Pittsburgh. That's not Pennsylvania, no offense to Pennsylvania, Um, but it's uh, Pittsburgh up above San Francisco, 
Uh, yeah, there's a place called Pittsburgh. Um, there's another place out there that has an Irish name. I can't remember the name of it, but I knew a guy who lived out there. And it's up in these hills. And they took these pictures and the big, I mean, maybe it's a myth, but the story was they went around and they played guitars up in the hills. And this is one record they put out. This is a song called Runaway Feeling. And the band is called The Thorns. And I just think this is just magical. So well done. Is a runaway feeling About as big as the sky You know the rock and roll feeling Really make you feel high of those guitars melody line rhythm line the bass line so gorgeous it's a runaway feeling Tom Petty back in the make up your mind it's not really Tom but it's inspired by him the runaway feeling leave all your troubles behind oh man Oh, that just brings such relief. You know, I've ranted about this before, and I'll rant about it one more time on a personal note. There is not an evolutionary reason on earth for that to mean what it does to us. There is no way that that song can save our lives. There's no way it can grow our species. There is no evolutionary description for why we like the one, four, five chord progression. Nor that we like the fifths in harmonies, fourths and fifths. Why is that? Why do the numbers add up? See, this is a huge obsession with mine, of mine. I believe that God signs his work. And I believe he wants us to understand him through the signature. I mean, we grow to understand God as we work with God. And when we work with God side by side, we see how he works. We get to experience who he is. And we get to see what he values and we get to see it up close. And that's such a valuable thing because when you work with someone side by side, you're learning about them in ways that you never, ever would. Even if you see them work, even if you visit with them, when you finally get to work with someone, you see, you, you know, you show me how you work. I'll show you what you value. And it's communal sometimes. You hear this? Anyone name that song? Sometimes it's communal. Sometimes it's accidental. My friend, my brother, Matthew and I, we were in a bar in, in, Vancouver, Canada, Gastown, right? That was called, right? We were in Gastown and we were hungry. We had like six bucks each and we, we had to eat. And so we went down to this little bar that was the only place it was open. We we're getting ready to go to this, this radio legends home. And that's a whole different story that involves Brian Adams, a bizarre story, but, but yeah, that Brian Adams. And we were, we went in to eat and there was this band and they were rehearsing. Now I like bar bands. I like cover bands. My friend Matthews, this never been his bag. This guy got up to do sound check and he was playing um, Bad Company um, and some of their songs and okay, really good guitar player. But then all of a sudden he sang. Like he decided to just sing. And he didn't have the little bouncy Neil Diamond stuff here that's... He just played it on guitar. Neil, why'd you do that to the song? Why'd you need that? Why? This part. 
And we just froze. What? The guy was, he was just like Neil Diamond. There is no evolutionary reason on earth for us to find one voice more appealing than another. Yeah, we do. I don't know about Neil Diamond's walk with God. That's not what this is about. It is about God saying, I'm giving you beauty. In the beginning, the word was with God and God was the word. I'm giving you beauty. I create everything, specifically beauty. You know, I was just talking with someone the other day. I hadn't seen their child in 25 years. And this child just, well, she's not a child anymore. She's 29. She just dropped me a note. And you know what rushed back to me? The feeling of holding her when she was a little baby. There's no evolutionary reason for that. Why would I remember that? Not only remember it, why could I still smell her? Why could I still remember the way she grinned? Why would that be? How is it that story, we can weep so often at the same movies. How is it that? Why is that? God is the ultimate story writer. How many stories involve fighting to get home? A mom and a dad searching for their loved ones. Many, if not all the great stories involve that aspect. That is our narrative. And our heartbeat at songs and stories and paintings. It's just street signs. I'm here for you. That's the way I see it. I think the two coolest things to combine in the world are math and emotion. Music story, art, it's all sitting there because of the Father. This is the Todd Hermit Show. We so appreciate your support and every one of you who's emailed 10 friends. Thank you for that. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, yes, please be right with God.